if you think about this quantum field I was I was mentioning mm. everything is energy so right now I I am connected to your energy even though we are not in the same room and nowhere near each other it, it's limitless there is no time or space when we're working with energy so this is why it, it's able to travel Hi, I'm Gemma Petherbridge and this is the Higher Self School podcast. Each month we explore topics that are perfect for the spiritually inclined and curious. So, if you're part of the awakened generation, this podcast is perfect for you. Hi everybody, welcome back. So to carry on our month of talking about the energy body, today we have Helen Toten from Totem Healings joining us so she can share her experience. Now she is an energy healer, so perfect for this topic. Spiritual mentor, intuitive healer and meditation leader. So Helen, as you will hear, is joining me today so I can talk with her we can share our experiences with working with the energy body she is and does work with lots of different modalities so also I thought you would find it interesting to hear her take on the different ways you can work with energies for predominantly healing the emotional and physical body but also helping you to progress heal anything that could be holding you back from reaching your soul purpose and other goals that you are putting into practice, especially as we move into the spring energies, which is very much the go-getter, goal-setting energy. So here's today's episode. So Helen, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's lovely that you're joining us. Thank you. So we're going to start with a classic first question, which is, would you mind sharing a bit of your background and how you got into energy healing? Of course. Um, well, it's a super long story, so I'll try and um, just condense it down a little bit. Um, but I first experienced uh, energy healing when I was probably about 15 or 16. Mm -hmm. um and I remember having my first Reiki session I've, I will never forget it um I think a lot of people say they'll never forget their first Reiki session that experience Definitely. of it because it's so difficult to describe until you experience it um so yeah so I I suffered with um depression anxiety when I was around that age um and I also had a form of ME um, and I started, I, I had this Reiki session and I remember just this overwhelming release of emotion um, and going, wow, what, what is this? Mm. <laughs> um, this kind of beautiful feeling. Um, and I remember, I think I went to this lady quite a few times. Um, and then it wasn't until, I think I'd, I'd always been quite switched on to the fact that, that there was more out there um and i just felt that i wanted to explore it a little more um i'd always felt this kind of power within me um knowing there was there was more than what what we were taught um so yes yeah, so many years later 
I um, started having Reiki again, I, I experienced more bouts of kind of anxiety. Um, and I, I started having Reiki sessions and I just fell in love with it more and more. Um, I then had my little girl and I suffered quite severely with PTSD um, and postnatal depression. Uh, and I had quite a traumatic birth. So I, I was in quite a bad place, really. Uh, and it was almost like I remembered, oh, I, I have this tool that I can go and find. Um, so I, I did find someone again and I ended up using a lot of meditations when I tapped into my meditation uh, and along with the Reiki that kind of helped me come out of that and I think it was a couple of years later I decided to do my Reiki level one and just thoroughly enjoyed it um, and what happened then is we had quite a lot of trauma within our family and our whole lives were almost turned upside down. Um, we were supposed to move to the States with our previous work. So I used to be in theater. I was a producer, a director. Um, and I, I took, you know, one of my short films went to the US. So I, I did, I was doing really well. And my husband was an actor. And we were invited to go to the States to kind of, we thought, change our lives forever. And it was mm -hmm. like that, that dream that you're offered. And unfortunately, it all fell um, away quite severely to the point where we were left homeless and almost on the streets with our little girl who was wow. three then. And, you know, by a miracle, and through prayer, meditation, whatever you want to call it, uh, we had someone help us and we managed to sell our car that was still here in order to get the money to fly home. But what Mike, my husband and I decided is we weren't going to go back to that place of not knowing what was going on, relying on other people. And I was like, I know I have a pull to Reiki. I know what I feel like this, you know, energy healing is within me anyway. So I'm going to book to do my Reiki level two. So I'd, I'd actually booked it before I got back home. Um, and I did it and I was like, right, we need to start again. Let's start afresh. So I set up my business and um, which was back then Morpho Healing when I first started and so yeah I, I i just started practicing after i did my reiki level two and actually from this room because we moved uh, back in with my in-laws they very kindly took us in and i i started this business from this room and it just took off and very quickly things happened and i took over a little studio which i now run which is not far away from here and the clients just came and I realized, actually, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, 
Wow. So yeah, from there, I just started learning more. I, I, I learned quantum energy healing. I learned um, about the Munaiki. I started doing shamanic practices and way more meditation. I started leading meditations and holding meditation circles. And yes, just built, built and built. And now I, I do fully trust that we had to go through that experience in order to get to where we are where I am today certainly that's an interesting thank you for sharing that is a very powerful story I imagine a story that a lot of people can resonate with the the hopes the dreams and then you know the massive changes happening but then also uh, I remember your original name it was all about the butterfly wasn't it the changing and that's exactly now I understand that's what happened to you in your life yeah Am I also right that your partner, your husband also works with you? He does. Yes. He, um, he actually has a, a full-time job now as well. So, um, so he's busy. He, yeah, he is very <laughs> busy. Yeah. yeah. He, um, he didn't actually start, uh, being as spiritual as I was. I was kind of, he always says I was further along the journey and he was trying to catch up. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't until we went to do the uh, be initiated into the Munaiki rites, um, and he, it, it's they say that you either have quite a profound experience with the Munaiki rites, or it's more a gradual process. And his was very very quick because about a couple of days after he started seeing, and I know this sounds mental, dragons. <laughs> I love um, it. And anyone <laughs> listen to this is going to be like, just tell us more. What does that what? mean? That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So, um, and he didn't tell me at first because he genuinely thought he was going crazy. Um, he, he literally thought he was like, I don't know how to say because she's going to think I'm mad. Um, and he told me a, a couple of weeks later and he said, we'd gone away for, um, I can't remember what we'd gone away for, but he said, I, I don't want you to freak out, but I've been seeing dragons and it took me a minute to process. And then I was like, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. I want to see dragons. So yes. he sees, yeah, he kind of sees the, um, he sees the energy, but then it takes form. So he see, he doesn't close his eyes or anything. He literally sees them with, um, with his eyes, his physical eyes. Um, which I think is incredible because I can sense and see them sometimes with my eyes closed, but yeah. never with my eyes open. So yeah, it's really, really special. And he's is, done lots of healing for people, you know, all over the world actually um, now. It's, that's really interesting. Last month, I the podcast theme for last, last month was intuition. And I was um, saying how often when we talk about the clairvoyance the seeing it's not like I was trying to say to people don't have the idea that you'll be able to see physically mm -hmm. see that's very like people can mm -hmm. but it's much more likely that your eyes are closed and you're actually visualizing but it's like a true visualization that what you're seeing is also external yeah and in that recording I was saying if anybody is literally seeing things in real life please contact me because <laughs> I have 101 questions so I may be messaging him <laughs> I think you should yeah yeah, yeah so cool. yeah that's special and yeah the reason I was asking that is it's interesting to have a story 
of it sounds like your soul purposes are matching up and you had to go through that together that realization together and the shift and that's quite an interesting I don't hear that a lot it must be right. quite a unique experience I think so and I and I think although you know we're it was a massive trauma at the time and we're yeah. still unpacking things from that um but it certainly made us stronger and I believe it helps with the communication side the fact that we're both on this spiritual path together um it's yeah it is special and I feel very blessed to be able to have a husband a partner who um who does understand that and I can just go <laughs> if I'm having a bad day could you just call in a dragon for me <laughs> that is so unique <laughs> that's brilliant yeah yeah um but i believe every, you know a lot of you hear people that have these stories i think when when you find your not saying that you have to go through something like that to find your sole purpose but a lot of people who are on this path and leading others on this path you will find that mm. it's similar they've they've hit that they've had to hit that rock bottom to be completely lost have everything taken away um I mean we literally we lost all our possessions we've never had them back because they were shipped and we were never told where they were so we literally lost yeah. everything um but to lose everything and know that you're still okay and that you're still being led and guided and still being able to trust that you know, not all the time, but most of the time, um, I think is really special. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, yeah. A very similar thing happened to me. I lost all of my possessions. I had to give them away because I couldn't keep them. And it's, oh, wow. there's an interesting moment in my experience of, and I actually knew it was coming. So my emotions, it happened before I gave everything away. But by the time it was happening, it felt quite easy. So, okay, right. I it's stuff goodbye you know I, I don't also remember all of you so if you if you're going it's fine I don't know if you got to a point once you realized afterwards that you were yeah. okay yeah I think I still have moments where I think of little things like a special picture or yeah. um things to do with my daughter I think is the stuff That's that really hard one. like the baby yeah. clothes and but, oh, but you, you know, you have that, but then you do go, it is just stuff. And, yeah. and what is important is the three of us are together. We're healthy. We have a roof over our heads. Um, you know, yeah. we have food and water. And I think we'll never um, take those things for granted again. I'd like to think we won't anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very powerful experience you've been through. I'm mm. pleased it's going so well for you now, <laughs> which is exactly why you're here. And I've got so many questions. So I definitely see you, Helen, as a energy body expert. And this month, that's the topic that we're sort of loosely covering. And with that, I've got a few questions, if that's OK. And actually, of you course. alluded to where I'm going with this without realising in your um, in your introduction, which is trying to explain to people 
what the energy body is and what it feels like. So could you offer, I know this is a massive topic, so, <laughs> but I know you also teach within this topic. So if you're just going to ex explain to someone quickly in the street, what's the energy body and how would you connect to it? What would you say? So when I, when I explain uh, Reiki, for example, mm. um, I talk about the fact that when we experience trauma of any kind, big or small, if it's not processed properly or dealt with at the time, what happens, it can create buildup within our energy body, within our, 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 this field that is kind of around us. People talk about the aura, um but i think it's way more than that um so yeah if, if you imagine this this kind of negative build-up of energy and then it's it can be linked to our chakras so we have seven main energy chakra points that most people work with within the energy body i'm sure you know all about yeah, the chakras. no please share though <laughs> definitely go for it um so yeah, the, the, the main ones are kind of the crown, the third eye, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus, and the sacral, and then the root, which is at like the base of the spine. So, and they all link to different glands, different parts of the body, the physical body as well. And they also link to different um, parts of our lives. So for example, if there's social connection or so relationship issues usually we're we're holding that in our sacral chakra so down around the hips i've realized you can't see what i'm doing so <laughs> um but yeah down around here um and financial issues and worries about security and stability are usually linked to the root chakra um and we'll often have like right at the base of our spine if we have a sore back or, or back troubles that's usually to do with support lack of support um, and that can be you know financial or um within your family or or tribe if you want to call it that um so yeah it's and it's it's i think when the what happens when these get blocked your whole energy is affected because when one chakra is blocked, the others try to overcompensate. So what ends up happening is all of them end up blocked or, or unaligned. Unaligned, is that a word? <laughs> um, and you have to kind of clear those blockages in order to have that energy free flowing how it's supposed to be. Um, and that's what energy healing does, Reiki, you know, all of that is to try and get the energy flowing, the chi back in the right direction. It should be flowing clockwise through your chakras and ideally clockwise around your body as well, just to have this beautiful, if you think of it like water, it's that mm. flowing constant energy. That's how it should be when our chakras are clear and we're all aligned. And that's why a lot of people say after a Reiki session or, or an energy healing session, they will feel lighter um, because they're, they're back in alignment, they're centered, they're, they're balanced, they're back to a more neutral state. 
um so yeah in in that's a quick terms yeah it's not an easy one um thank you for explaining it it's it's a hard one I know and it's a it very there's almost not words sometimes for this kind of work is there it's like we no. have the descriptive words saying that I'm going to ask you another descriptive question <laughs> which is when you're working with the energies what does it feel like to you or how does it work in your body what's going on so when I connect with Reiki for example um I keep coming back to Reiki because that's Reiki is like my foundation of yeah. all my practices and my treatments. Um, I allow myself, I focus on my, my crown chakra and I also focus on my soul star, which is above and um, not as many people know about the soul star or work with it, but it is something I work with. And that's like your connection to all your soul bodies, your past lives, your future lives, um your higher self so I open I imagine them opening and then I also connect with the Reiki ascended masters and it's like how to explain it it's like the most beautiful flowing light it feels like a light mm. has almost been shone down onto you and you can feel it coming down so i'm trying closing my eyes because it's the best way for me yeah, to tap I into understand. Yeah. <laughs> i know you do Reiki yeah. well, don't you? um so it's almost like a soft electricity is oh, how i think a good i would explanation. it is isn't it? Good i just one. thought of that we should all write like, that down yeah quick <laughs> yeah. um yeah because electricity is too harsh but it's, it's like a soft version of that and it moves down especially through your arms into your hands um, and I often feel it you can sometimes feel like a tingling um, or like a static um, around your hands but yeah how do you describe energy that's that's really an interesting question I think as well yeah. um but yeah for me that kind of soft electricity is probably the closest I love that I, I can think literally of. I may be borrowing that in the future <laughs> while I'm trying to explain it. because yeah, I don't do. know about you but I'll be speaking to someone and I'll be like um the heat on their hands, the tingle on the crown, all of mm. this. And then they'll have an experience of something I've not even seen as an option. So we all have such an individualistic experience with this kind yeah. of work as well, don't we? Absolutely. And I love what I I, I get my um, students to feel into their energy body, their, their aura as well. Mm. So I kind of get them to rub their hands to create that static and then I don't know if you've done this exercise and you just oh yeah no please describe it I was going to ask you if you know of any ex like things like this we could almost ask someone listening to try quickly yeah yeah could of you course. describe that one to them yeah absolutely so if you just start rubbing your hands together so what we're doing is we're creating that static that kind of build up of energy and then when you feel ready bring your hands out to about shoulder width apart, I would say. 
And then when you're ready, you can close your eyes or you can keep them open. It's completely up to you. And very, very slowly, you're going to bring the palms of your hands together. And I want you to stop when you feel a shift in the air around your hands in between your palms. And it should feel like it, you can start almost slightly bouncing. It's like the, the air thickens slightly and there's a little bit of resistance. And you can move your hands very gently in and out and you should feel the difference. And that is your energy body. What you're feeling is your auric field. See, that works as well, doesn't it? Just to give them the chance to really experience it themselves. And it really does feel yeah. like a sudden compacted airspace, doesn't it? Yes. A, yeah. 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 That's a good way to describe it. And then if, you, if you're feeling really brave, so um, I mean, and if you lose it, don't worry, you can do it, come out, do it again and go back in. If you're feeling really brave, you can um, put one finger down towards facing towards the other palm. And it works really nicely if you close your eyes and then just draw a little circle in the air and you should feel a tingling or some kind of sensation on the palm of your other hand, even yes. though you're not touching it. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? That is proper magic, isn't and it? You can, you can swap and use the other hand. Some people feel it more in one palm than they do in the other. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I can really feel that. It's great, isn't it? And it's, people go, oh, it's real. Like, yes. I can feel it. <laughs> You're not making it up. <laughs> when I'm speaking about crystals, and there's a few little things I'll do, like the selenite for brushing the aura or a black obsidian for cutting cords. And it's so lovely because you'll see them suddenly smile yeah where they've got it and they felt it and it's like there yeah. you go now you can fall in love with crystals or reiki because now you you Absolutely. felt it and experienced it yeah very special yeah i Ooh, love that was really... night. <laughs> yes i bet you use those as well don't you yeah yeah i do i've got a massive stick of selenite like this big under my treatment bed and i'll <sighs> sometimes take it out and Kind of move it down the body i use fans as well like feathered fans but i do sometimes think sense. if they won't if they opened their eyes and saw me with this massive piece yes. of selenite <laughs> get a bit honestly worried. yeah if i'm explaining it to somebody if i'm literally like there's a someone who wants to learn to use to do crystal therapy i'm like probably don't put it over that their head or their eyes yeah. because it's quite like there's a there's a person with a giant rod of crystals over my head i'm not feeling yeah. safe right now so yeah. i've got a lepidolite dagger as well that i sometimes yes. use to cut and i'm like <laughs> yes. they, don't, they don't freak it's almost yeah. like just keep your eyes closed you'll be yeah. fine you don't know what's going on okay thank you that was a really lovely explanation and a really nice task to do as well Oh, you're welcome. Could you spend a moment talking through all of your different modalities and how they work with the energy body again, just to give people a bigger understanding of what can happen, how they can work with their energy body. And hopefully at the same time, they'll probably start to pinpoint treatments or modalities that would be good for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do 
I, I kind of pull on everything I've learned, to be honest. But um, um, like I was saying, my my foundation is Reiki. So even when I'm doing um, one of my totem treatments, and I call it that because it is pulling on all of my mm -hmm. modalities, I start with Reiki. So just because it helps to calm the nervous system if someone's is a bit nervous and they don't they've not had reiki before it just helps them relax um and it helps me tap into the state of their chakras and their energy body so i then know what it is that they need forwards um and if we use uh, for example so so reiki sorry <laughs> i'm going off on one already um yes so so reiki i am a reiki master teacher so what happened is i obviously did my reiki too it was going super well and i was just like i want to do more i want to be able to teach it and i used to be a teacher i used to uh, teach drama um oh. and all that kind of thing singing and and, and musical theater so i love to teach um so i just it just felt very natural for me so I did my Reiki master teacher um, and I started running courses and then I decided I wanted to learn the Reiki drum. So I'm also a Reiki drum practitioner and a Reiki drum master, which I then went back and did. Um, so I've just thought I, I don't have any of my drums with me. Usually oh. I have them with me. Um, so yeah, how, how is that different? That seems like two very different modalities to bring yeah. together. And, and but it is a beautiful fusion, I think, when they do come together. I mean, the, the drum has been used for thousands and thousands of ye years as a healing tool. Um, it's kind of a shamanic tool as well. But what it does is the drum beat is supposed to echo the heartbeat of Mother Earth. So you're really drawing that energy, that magic, that power from the Earth and her heartbeat and then connecting with it the divine pure loving light of reiki into the drum what i find is when i use it it blasts through those blockages or any blockages that are left any heavy negative energy that's left at the end of a reiki treatment the drum will just blast through um, the drum beat is very powerful. It takes you very quickly into a deep meditative state, into a theta state. Um, they say, I think it's something like the drum can take you in two minutes where it would take you like an hour to get to in just meditation on its own. Um, mm don't quote me on that because it might be slightly different but that that's the kind but of that kind of level of speed yeah yes so um and i love it i do drum journeys for myself all the time so this drum what happens with the reiki drum is the drum is actually attuned to the reiki and attuned to you as a tool to use and then you journey to meet the spirit of your drum um, and then you can call on the spirit of your drum whenever you work with it. So, and, and I can do things like positive mental reprogramming with the drum, which is working deeply with affirmations to reprogram negative beliefs, basically. Um, 
or yeah shamanic journeys things like that so that's something I do um and quantum energy healing is a fascinating one and a little more out there probably similar to the dragons <laughs> for Bring anyone we're all interested yeah, yeah good good to hear it um so the quantum for me feels very different when i do quantum energy healing i tap in to the quantum field so the the energy all around us um that is everywhere i believe everything is made up of energy um and then uh, what i do is i create i don't create it but i bring up the hologram of the client in front of me in my mind i can see it with my eyes open um, but it's still with my third eye if that makes mm -hmm. sense so unlike mike i don't see it with my physical eyes but i don't have to close my eyes i don't know if that makes any sense it makes perfect sense we're gonna oh, have good. to bring okay. mike on and be like train us how to see it properly yeah i don't think he knows to be honest <laughs> yeah. um yeah so yes yeah, so i bring up the hologram and then um i work with within the quantum field to manipulate the energy around the hologram and clear it of any stuck or or negative energy that we were talking about earlier like the build-up um and the, with the quantum, I find quite often that what I'm seeing, I will be guided that it is to do with the past life. So, for example, um, I've seen, well, I'm trying to think of an example now. So, so one time I was working on a client and it was to do with her leg and it, I, what i suddenly started to see was a, a wheel of a carriage and i was like oh hang on that's that's not that doesn't look like a carriage from this lifetime that's the past life so then it, it looked like she had actually been run over by a carriage in a past life but the energy it creates almost like a ripple effect so it had never actually healed fully so it was still affecting her in this life so what i did was i then focused and kind of reconnected that leg um <laughs> i love how crazy it sounds um reconnected the leg and just pulled light from the rest of the body down into the leg um and also connected it to the earth so she was grounded again because she was completely unbalanced mm. because of the energy missing in this leg um and i've just made sure it was all kind of realigned again but sometimes i might even see like a big um a big piece of wood sticking out of someone's back yeah. Um, so I'll need to go in and, and like remove within this hologram, I will remove the piece of wood, um, you know, and get rid of it. Do you feel and that's then, past life stuff or could that almost be psychic kind of wounds and all sorts of different things happening? Literally any of the above. Yeah, yeah. It, it can be. 
and what I find with quantum as well. And I don't I don't talk about it too much openly because I know some people get very scared. Mm. Um, but I don't believe it is anything to be scared about. I think knowledge is power. Um, but I do work if people have attachments, if they're worried they have attachments, or I will sometimes see things called shadow parasites. So, um, and they're not necessarily evil. It's just they've, they've kind of found themselves or they've jumped from another person's energy. Um, so they might be like, sounds horrible, but like a little beetle. Um, I might see like a little beetle on the back of the head that's kind of, sounds gross, but like feeding on the energy of the client. So what I will do is then I will remove that beetle and put it through a portal and to make sure it can. Send it some love and ask that it doesn't come back again. (laughs) Yeah, Send it back to, to where it came from. Yeah. And then you do have, I have worked with some nastier attachments um which can be quite scary and I do usually call in a dragon for those ones yeah I don't blame you the first thing I ever ever studied was hypnotherapy and then that naturally progresses to past life regression and part of past life regression is exorcisms or entity release and you know finding someone to practice on it that's it's not easy it's not a common thing at all is it it's not but it's interesting to work with when you do work with it and it's um like you said the normal ones where you just see things in people's energy space and Mm. it's not the horror film energy that you expect it to be is it it's just like oh and it's quite for me it's quite factual it's like this is here you Mm -hmm. you can't be there come away yes absolutely absolutely yeah um and I think what I do with my um students and on uh, my membership that I run I go into a lot more detail with that and I always say to them when they're feeling and myself if I'm feeling off or I'm feeling not like myself or I'm I go into like a real anxiety spiral the first thing I say is check your energy Mm. because sometimes we forget and even as as, um, healing facilitators we we just assume that we're you know or going through another upgrade or or you know something's happening and actually sometimes we forget to stop and go I'm just going to check my energy and I actually did that the other month um, before my group meditation, I was telling them that night, I think I might have freaked a few of them out because I was like, yeah, there was this big scorpion thing with its uh, tail coming down. <laughs> I was like, but I'm fine now. I removed it. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I love that. Okay. So before we move on, can we clarify for people what quantum is? Because I've not spoken about that before. So you could just explain or literally the, the concept of quantum. Yeah. So so quantum is working, um, as I said previously, in the quantum field where you can literally go anywhere and do anything. Um, so it's much broader than working with something like uh, Reiki, for example, which is channeled and and that kind of pure loving energy quantum i find is much more 
it feels stronger not that I'm saying it's stronger than mm. than Reiki but it, it it feels almost if I was to describe almost more masculine in energy uh more kind of straight to it straight to the point it's very kind of get things done does that make sense yeah it does um, it does yeah so yeah work, working it, it's it's limitless limitless quantum working in the quantum field is literally limitless um yeah that's the best way I think I can yeah, say yeah no it. that really helps thank you is so is that your three modalities is there any others you'd like to share yeah I'm sure I've forgotten a few <laughs> um so I've done uh, I, I mentioned the Munaiki rights earlier yes so, please talk about that one that sounded very intriguing yeah they're um so they're nine beautiful beautiful rights that are all about creating more luminous warriors in the world it's about bringing heaven to earth it's about birthing that new world that new earth um so there's nine different rites that you are initiated into and they come from the a tribe in the andes mountains and it was prophesied that a man from the west would come and take these rites and send them to the four corners of the world uh, as well as to the western world so yeah alberto villoldo who birthed the four winds society he was initiated by this tribe into the nine sacred rites of the munaiki um, and these rites were kept hidden for thousands of years until they the tribe felt it was the time to pass them on uh, so they're not actually that old and they're all about like i said bringing bringing this new light birthing these luminous warriors of healers and earth keepers wisdom keepers um connecting us with the star systems our, our brothers and sisters of the stars and um you know grandmother earth and father sky and it's, it's all, all very shamanic um but they are the way they're uh transferred the transmissions happen are just beautiful like a few of them you have to stand and and press forehead to forehead and oh, wow. they're transmitted through a pie stone i actually wear my pie stone still a lot um and you kind of it's like a seed so the each each right is a seed and you plant the seed in the other person and they don't feel like anything else it doesn't feel like reiki it doesn't feel like quantum it doesn't feel like anything else they're just the most beautiful is the only word i can think mm. of to describe how it feels um and then it was alberto Villoldo's wife marcella lobos who birthed the womb keepers rights which is the 13th right of the munaiki so um i'm also i've been initiated into that so i'm also a womb keeper so i hold sacred space and transmit the the womb right which helps to heal ancestral trauma that we've held in the womb for thousands and thousands of years 
um, back through our lineage and the collective lineages. So it's really, really powerful, but so stunningly beautiful. That sounds amazing. Did you do that in the UK? Sounds like it'd be something overseas. Yeah, yeah no, there's, there's not. I don't think there's that many people that actually mm -hmm. offer the nine rights. The womb right, since I did it, has just like taken off. Um, there's lots of people now that you can find. Um, it's not the same as holding a womb healing. Mm -hmm. The 13th right of the Munaiki is, is the womb keeper's right. So um, there's lots of people doing that now. And it's not just for women, it's, it's for men as well, because it's working on the energetic womb um so and and even if i i have ladies who you know don't have their wounds anymore and and they still feel such a massive release from it um so it's really special but yeah i i actually did it down south with my reiki master and once you are initiated into the whole nine rites you can actually hold the ceremony yourself but it is very much a ceremony so Mike and I held it last June for the first time and it was I think it was actually more special being able to pass it on um, and you do something called a dispatcho which is a, a sacred offering to mother earth mother nature um, where we put uh, wrapped up lots of offerings and popped it on the fire and watched it burn and I had the drum going while we were while mm. we were doing it um yeah it's it's really beautiful we are planning to hold it again this year um but we haven't we haven't advertised it yet but yeah i don't think there's too many people that that are doing it um but sounds it's stunning. very very special yeah. yeah it sounds stunning and what the, from everything you're sharing what's really interesting is the amount of different energies that people can tap into mm. and each of the modalities that you've spoken about really seems to have for one different energies but also different uses so you're talking yes. you know you're saying reiki for one thing and then you're just talking about space with another one or using the whole room so that's lovely that there is this ability to work with what suits somebody at that moment in time yeah absolutely um and i think that's why i like i do like combining it all because i think no like you were saying earlier no one section is ever the same and no one person's energy is ever the same yeah so there's never going to be i don't think one thing that works for absolutely every single person um a new new modality I, i'm trained with i'm almost accredited actually is belief coding uh which seems to be having a boom at the moment as well and that's that's all about working on working with the subconscious to go back and reprogram your uh, your negative beliefs so similar to the positive mental reprogramming with the drum but it goes into a lot more detail and it's the subconscious that actually leads you as to what memory so you get to a memory um, that needs healing to then change the discomfort or issue someone is experiencing in the now um, it's quite similar I, I do I haven't even talked spoken about meditation yet which is like my favorite thing ever um, but I would something else I would do with people is go back and do inner child meditation yeah uh, and help them that way which is a little bit similar um, 
yeah <laughs> yeah do share um I haven't spoken on the podcast about that before what inner child work is so yeah please mm -hmm. do share that as well yeah so what happens is what I find as as a holistic therapist and I'm sure you do as well Gemma is that a lot of trauma 90% of the time will come from childhood mm. uh, or further back than that um, so getting to the root cause of the trauma is the only way we're really going to heal it in the now so what I do is I take people into deep meditation and we again like a little bit like belief coding communicating with the subconscious to take us back to a time when they first say a heightened anxiety for example we go back to uh, a time we ask the subconscious to show us a time when that they first felt like that when they first had that real intense anxiety and usually it will take us back to a time within childhood yeah. and they'll go oh my gosh I don't know why that's come up um, and I'll go okay well let's just look a little bit deeper into this and then what I will do is I will take them back to that memory and I do it in a safe way so that they're not re-traumatized that's really really important um, and we basically help to heal the the child the inner child of the client um, and we give that inner child what they need at that time to feel better and to feel safe mm -hmm. and we allow the client the client's consciousness in the now to speak to the inner child and show them that they're safe that it's okay uh, and try to heal on that level which then like I was talking about earlier the quantum it then has the ripple effect so they find that it it also heals part of them in the now Beautiful. if that made any sense it makes perfect <laughs> for me makes absolute perfect Good. sense when you're working with people do you find there's regular things that come up that you'd expect quite a bit like something like that I imagine inner child work is quite profound and quite a consistent tool that you could pull on and use with people yes it is and and I will I will often find that so I do I do a lot of spiritual counseling within my sessions mm. um and actually once we've done some of the the energy healing the talking through it all and the aha moments and the realizing where that trauma's come from and why they've been triggered is the, one of the biggest things they take away from the session um, because it's awareness awareness is key and once you have that awareness as to why and what and when you can then begin to really really heal on a deeper level um so yeah I, I do tend to find that that does come up a lot mm. and I will take people into the the inner child state quite often and do you have any favorite modalities or tools that you just find? I think you've got, I imagine you're going to say Reiki. But <laughs> something you just draw on quite a bit or you just really love it, kind of a synergy with it. Yes, I, th I feel like I was born to 
channel Reiki. <laughs> um, I, I, I do. I love the energy. It's just there's nothing like it. Um, so I would say Reiki. Yeah, definitely Reiki and, and meditation. I, I do every day. And if I don't, I notice. Um, and I get a lot of insight, psychic insight and healing happen when I am in deep meditative states for myself. So there's nothing else I would rather be doing than sitting and just allowing myself to be in meditation for hours on, on end. <laughs> Have you yeah. got a favorite meditation technique that you use? Um, do I have a favorite? So if I'm doing, if I'm with other people and I want to do uh, a quick meditation, I will lead them through um, a very quick guide. It's like a center, uh, like a recenter and a rebalance. Um, so it's, it's like going down into Mother Earth. Um, from your root chakra, imagining moving down or, or roots coming out from the soles of your feet. And then also drawing up that energy into your heart space. And then I focus on the crown and I pull on the source, pure source energy for my highest good. And then I will bring that down into the heart and I allow them to merge. And then I send that energy out into the rest of my body. And that's actually a really quick one that I teach people as well to just if if they need five minutes when they need to rebalance, they need to reset um, and just go, oh, that's a that's a really good one. Um, but I sometimes find the most profound meditations for me have been when I've not like I haven't sat and gone I'm going to sit for hours it's like I've as soon as I've closed my eyes I, and I get visions and I'll get messages um and I'll be taken to like a, a forest and then find myself in the air and um you know astral traveling or something like that that it's weird that usually happens when you, you least expect it <laughs> I don't know about you yeah, I can have a normal, sensible meditation for for days, and then something completely woo woo will happen, and I'm like, "What's yeah. just happened to me?" Or I'll be introduced to some amazing deity or goddess, or I'm just like, "Whoa!" Oh, I love <laughs> day it. was a good day. Yeah, I, yeah. I was I was taken. What was the? I had a really weird one the other day, and I was taken to. Um, uh, Lemuria I know you work with Yay. you love Lemuria don't you I do too and I do feel like I was there and I was taken to this kind of um, temple but it was an open space so there were massive pillars and there was this pool in the middle um, and there were all these kind of um, priestesses around the edge and I kind of went into this pool and there was this light that came down and then the next minute I was up next to this main priestess and and she was showing me um you know saying something about the, the Lemuria and um I was looking at the, the sky and I always find the sky is so different and beautiful there um yeah it was it was very but it all happened within the space of like five minutes in this time but when you're in it it feels like it's way longer 
definitely yeah. wow that is that's that's an illustration to create that kind of image isn't it it Sounds is stunning yeah. it's really lovely okay so to finish would you be able to share with the listeners some techniques or ways that they can work with their energies or protect their energies whatever you feel mm-hmm. drawn to share it'd be really interesting okay um yes so protecting your energy is key um I don't know about you Gemma but I protect mine every morning before mm-hmm. I interact with anyone else um and you don't you must it can, must never come from fear it has mm-hmm. to come from love um your you're protecting that loving energy. It's not that you're, it's difficult because it's, it, it almost has to be not that you're trying to keep things out, but that you're trying to keep your loving energy in. Mm. You have to almost change the perspective and the focus um, because otherwise you are coming from a place of fear. Um, Definitely. I've started love. very recently to say to people, it's not about protecting and shutting yourself off it's about being able to read the energies clearer because if you're here Mm -hmm. and everything that's you is with you you know what's going on for you but also protecting other people's energy means that you can intuitively connect to them and you know I do a lot of um, Akashic Records readings and I often feel you know I'll connect to somebody and it's it's very etheric for me to start with and it takes me a while to kind of sift through this beautiful etheric feeling to get the information <laughs> yeah. to come through but if people's energies are very much connected to other people maybe there's codependency or something like mm-hmm. that it can feel like soup around the person it's like I can't really yeah. read you because there's all this other stuff and since yeah. I've been doing Akashic Records reading that's where I've come up with saying it's not about switch like turning yourself off to others and being very Mm. like fearful of others it's just like no this is me this is my energy I'm empowered with my own energies and that's that person's energy and it makes yes perfect sense yeah that's beautiful I love that yeah absolutely um I think we need to yeah definitely step away from the fear um in this this spiritual world because I think Mm. there there can be a lot of it but we always have to come back to love yeah leading from love and you cannot go wrong um so what I encourage my students to do is um I create the first thing I do I do a couple of things when I'm working with energy I actually do three or four things but (laughs) I, I I teach just a couple of kind of basic techniques so I create almost like a tornado mm-hmm. beneath my feet. So you can imagine it coming up from Mother Earth if you like to work with fire, Pachamama. Um, and you can kind of create a tornado underneath and just keep that moving up around your body. I always say to people, when you first do it, sit down because I've had people almost fall over. I can imagine. <laughs> it's yeah. so powerful. You can imagine this energy all the way to the top. And then you can almost make a double layer to bring it all the way back down again. And then I like what you were saying about empowerment, because we used to be taught to create a bubble around us. Um, But with the bubble, you're like, well, if I'm just asking a bubble to be created, where is this bubble coming from? What's like, what's going to hold it in place? How strong is it? Um, 
So what I do is I get people to create their own bubble from within. So with breath, I kind of breathe in and then I push it out. For me, my strongest power is in my solar plexus, which is just above the belly button. So I push it out from there. It's like a pranic breath. So I'll go. I don't know if you can hear that clearly, yeah, but I'm kind of. Yeah, so I'm breathing it in and it's just very gently goes over the vocal cords. So it's a breath in. And I usually do it two or three times until I can visualize. I could see you, you can do. do. Yeah. yeah, I kind of would do that more to show people, but you right. some people like to use the hands. Mm-hmm. Um I, I mean I don't anymore, but um yeah, feel free to use them because it, it it helps you push. And then you can visualize this bubble knowing that you have created it. It comes from you. It's your light, your love, your power. Um, and then I just get my, my students, my clients to check visually with your third eye. Or if you don't get many visions or images, that's okay. Just feel and trust. I know you talk about intuition. Trust that, you know, if you suddenly feel, mm, maybe I feel like I'm not really protected here um a lot of people say it's like behind then okay so breathe again breathe in again and push it out and focus on that area so you're kind of strengthening um that particular area until you feel this this bubble is really really strong and then you can do things like making it a thicker film with your mind because it's the power of the mind the intention um, and some people like to call on Archangel Michael as well with his sword of light um, to add another layer around it. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of my basic techniques that I, I teach people to help protect their Lovely. energy. Yeah. Yeah. So those three, they're your top. Is that like your normal ones or the ones that you feel are good for people when they're getting used to it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's what I say. But I, I still use those as my basic as well. Yeah. Um, but then I kind of build on top of that. I use a little bit of sacred geometry as well, um, just to enhance. <laughs> That's a good idea. Out of interest, yeah. what shapes do you use? A pyramid. Um, a pyramid. First one, first one is a pyramid, yeah. And I tend to imagine it as smoky quartz or um, obsidian, yeah. Uh, that's what I do I bring in the crystals I bring, I bring in the crystal energy and sort of wrap myself so I've kind of done something similar to you which is back in the day when I did all my courses and yeah you're told about the bubble you are right I never considered where does the bubble come from I just did the mm-hmm. bubble yeah but it didn't ever feel the right thing to do so mm-hmm. now I'm like bringing in crystal energy which for me feels very smudgy very foggy kind of energy mm-hmm. and I'll just like yeah. imagine myself in this weird fog I guess yeah suits yeah me. or I use um rose quartz because that's okay. very yeah. self-care very actually quite protected but also like you were saying before it, you're going out into the world with actually quite a heart opened energy you're not feeling mm-hmm. people won't pick up uh, please stay away yeah, from me. I love that. Kind of yeah, I love that. Oh, I just got the image of a rose quartz sphere. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe I need to use a rose quartz sphere. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Lovely. Oh, yeah. thank you, Helen. It's been so interesting. And 
please tell everybody for one how they can do your Reiki courses because I know lots of people will be very interested in that but in general how they could stay in contact with you yeah of course um so Instagram it's really easy everywhere I'm just at totem healing so <laughs> um Instagram you can find me on there um and Facebook it's totem healing and I have just set up a YouTube channel as well which only has one meditation on there at the moment but my plan is to I've already started recording them uh to put out lots of different meditations for people because leading mm -hmm. meditations is something I'm really passionate about so um yeah and, and is the that website totem healing as well yes brilliant totem healing as well on YouTube so nice and easy <laughs> yeah and the website totemhealing.com so brilliant can and always find me on there as well and is that how they could book your events and also to do treatments with you? Yes, yeah, so treatments you can book through the website. Um, and I do do some I do distance, so I can offer distance Reiki as well and distance quantum. Um, my totem treatments are all in person just because there's so many different modalities. Belief coding, I will be offering uh, distance as well over Zoom, works really well um courses if you get in contact with me i think we will we're just about to release on the website the next lot of courses um okay. and i do i do have a reiki 2 coming up in april but yeah the best way is to contact me and then i can send you any more details okay final question because you just brought it up and i'm like oh we haven't covered that yet talking about distance healing so that is such a natural part of working with energies isn't it but i haven't i haven't we've got poppy next week and she's very much she's into tapping so she's going to do yeah. how you can use the energy body for manifesting mm -hmm. i've spoken very much i about love tapping this. yes so do i and you're like her process is so beautiful so oh. you'll enjoy that one i spoke yeah. a lot about the energy body the theory we haven't mm -hmm. spoken about how we can work with people when we're not with them. So would you yeah, yeah how that works and what's yeah. going on and what the experience is for somebody? Yes. Yeah, so so the amazing thing is, you know, if you think about this quantum field I was I was mentioning, mm -hmm. everything is energy. So whether so right now. I, I am connected to your energy, even though we are not in the same room and nowhere near each other. Um, we can literally, it, it's limitless. There is no time or space when we're working with energy. So this is why it, it's able to travel. Um, with a distance session, you could even, um, I, I remember my, I think it was my Reiki muscle, or someone told me a story where, they um they actually had organized the session and they forgot and what they did is they then did the session but with their intention they set it to be at the time yes. when the person experienced it because this i can't remember who it was now they rang them up afterwards and said wow that was amazing i had this experience i had this experience and the person was like that was funny <laughs> Oh, I see. So they worked it out. Yeah. So, so they they hadn't they hadn't that they'd forgotten, but then they went back and sent it at that time. So that that's why they felt it so strongly because 
you can literally you can manipulate everything time energy space um i mean know, i must it's, admit it's, these days because reiki if you're doing distance reiki you're meant to ask the person what what's a good time for you aren't they especially you can't send yeah. people reiki if they're driving or if they even stood no. up it needs to be when in the right situation so they can receive it nicely if yeah. the time doesn't match me I must admit, I will be like, okay, I'm sending this in the future, hoping it works. So it's yes, nice. That it, it absolutely does work. does work. Yeah, it yeah. really does. Um, yeah, it's incredible. And and people feel it like like you're in the room. They they will, you know, a lot of my clients tend to twitch a lot. Is is uh I don't know about yours, but the twit the involuntary mm. twitching is amazing because it's that release of the of the negative. Um mm. And so they they will be they'll go, oh, my leg was going crazy or my arm was lifting or I felt like I was floating. And you think, you know, they're they might be in Australia. Um, it, it doesn't matter. So no matter what healing modality, I think the most important thing to mention is it, it the power of our mind and the power of intention is what carries that distance healing. Um, yeah it just energy is amazing you don't you don't have to be it's like when you go if you think about someone um if you've been thinking about them and then you'll suddenly hear your phone go and it'll be a message yeah. and they'll they'll say oh hi how are you it's because that energy you've connected with their energy they feel it subconsciously um and when i've done if i've done in a child work with um a client occasionally i've had one lady and she she said <clears throat> when she got home so we'd basically done this in a child work and we'd healed a memory with her and her parents and she got home and her parents messaged her and they hadn't spoken for ages it was really like um and, and they won't know why it's just because we've shifted something in the quantum field um, and their subconscious has felt that energy shift uh, so they, they felt drawn to, to reach out and, and respond um, yeah it's amazing truly amazing and it does work <laughs> I think we should finish there don't you I think that's the perfect ending okay thank amazing. you Helen don't forget guys I will say goodbye now but as soon as we leave head to the bio click through and then you can stay in contact with Helen that way but yeah, until thank next time, you. I'll see everybody next week. And Helen, beautiful. Thank you so much. That was really beautiful. Thank you. It's my honour. I loved it. <laughs> okay, bye for now.